For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. everybody and welcome to Beyond the Math, the weekly episodic podcast bringing the latest in news, reviews, rumors, and all the buzzes going on in the world of professional wrestling. I am your host as always, DM, and I am joined by Alex. Howdy. Alex, how has your week been? Uh, John Glenn died, let's get that out of the way. Yeah, just, uh, was that two days ago now? I think it was Friday. Yeah, I've been asleep so much. Since Friday. So... Uh, yeah, my sleep schedule's all over the place, so, um, yeah, I remember hearing he went into the hospital and that he was sick, and then, like, a couple hours later, my dad came in and says, John Glenn died, and I was like, oh, well, shit. I heard that he was in the hospital, like, yeah, I guess, yeah. He, he would've, he, okay, he, he must've been ancient, though. I think I mean, he was 90. Okay, well... Okay, that's not as ancient as I was thinking, but that's pretty that's old. Still, that's yeah, that's still pretty old, but yeah, it's old enough. Uh, obviously, you... that, that's it's definitely old enough to die. Yeah, uh, those of you who didn't know of, of old age, yes. If if you die at ninety, you can say you've you've lived a full life. You didn't die young. Uh, no, you you definitely didn't. Definitely didn't die young, but you know, sorry for John Glenn and all that stuff. So again, other than that, how's your week been? Um, I got my Christmas shopping out of the way in one night online. Got it all done. Spent a lot of money. I still had a hundred and forty dollars in the bank, so I'm good. 
um, I didn't expect to spend that much, but I actually felt pretty good about it. I was like, wow, I actually, like, spent money on people other than myself. Yeah, it's a weird is, feeling, isn't it? What is this feeling? <laughs> you know? Um, I mean, of course, I've always been a decent guy, so, I mean, it's not like... Uh, it's not like it's a completely new feeling to me, but it's just, I don't know, usually when I spend a lot of money, I spend it on a single person, which is usually one of my nephews, who they kind of share their big gift. Like I'll, Usually when I've spent large sums of money on on Christmas, it was usually to buy uh, my older nephew a console, usually a, uh, it was like, I think I bought him a Wii back in the day, and he shared it with his younger nephew. And then uh, I also bought him a PS3 one time, and uh, which he also shared with him. But uh, I think it was the PS3. I know I bought him two consoles in the past. And uh, but yeah, um, yeah. No, I just like went online. Hope it's not like my. I guess I can just mention what the shit what I bought. It's not like any of these people listen to this fucking podcast. <laughs> They don't. They, the people I buy gifts for don't listen to this. No, yeah, they're, you know, they're not gonna. They're not gonna fucking hear this. Oh, um, well, Xbox. Um, yeah, no, I went online to give my mom Dallas Cowboy stuff because she has been a fan since the olden, olden, olden days. Because she is, my mom <laughs> is, I want to say fifty-seven, and she's liked the Dallas Cowboys since she was like a teenager. So I guess she doesn't know any better. Uh, well, they're doing am- amazing right now. Yeah, right now they're doing fine. They're well, they're doing better than fine. They're doing the best they've done since the '90s, which is great for them. I mean, I'm happy she has something to look forward to again because she loves them through thick and through thin, and it's been nothing but awful for a million years now. Awful is definitely the word that you could use. Um, so, to see them doing well again after this many years of just dog shit, I'm very happy for, um, but yeah, they're doing, they're crushing it out there. I hope they go somewhere, I mean, I'm not, I'm not, like, crossing my fingers or anything, but, you know, whatever happens, happens, you know, um, but I got her a bunch of Dallas Cowboys stuff, you know, because that's what she wanted, and then when I was on Amazon, I was like, whoa, look at all this other Dallas Cowboys stuff, I'll get her this, and this, and this, and this, and <laughs> it's like, and you just keep buying, and uh, so it's like, I, I went online to get my dad Tar Heel stuff from uh, for North Carolina, because he's into, he's into college basketball, and and like, I got him a mug, like a beer mug, and then a shot glass, and a and a coffee mug, and then and then I was like, you know, that would work for my mom too for Dallas Cowboys. And then I bought her a bunch of like cheap pins just so she has something to write with. And then like a bunch of stocking stuffer stuff alongside her bigger stuff with her like shirts and yeah. And then my uh, you know my my nephew has turned into such a little weeaboo. He's into anime and. So he, you know, he wanted to play J Stars, uh, Ultimate Versus or whatever. I, I just say like right. ninety people in it. Um, it does, it only has I want to say like thirty five to forty, and there's a bunch of uh, um, there's a bunch of assists that you can't actually play as, but they'll 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 come in and assist you 
for a minute. Um, he wanted to play that because well, I own it. I bought it because it has Fist of North Star characters in it, and I and I I, I jump at the chance to play as Kinshiro or Ro at any chance because I'm a big fan of Fist of North Star, and uh, and so I bought it ages no, ago. I actually, I actually, Im- oh yeah, <laughs> he is. Um, I imported that on PS3 like two years ago, and then it came out. They re they balanced it a little bit. And then they fucked it up, actually, when they balanced it with a more recent patch. They, they fucked it up. But, uh... Which they, so I guess they didn't really need to rebalance it at all. I mean, they did a pretty good job, but then they... With, you know, with those fighting games, when they want to... When, when somebody screams enough, they're like, Hey, you need to rebalance these characters. They're not balanced the way we like them. And they're like, Okay, we'll take a look at them. We'll see if we can make these characters better than these. But yeah, somehow along the way, Ace from One Piece got a got an infinite that makes him utterly broken, and it's so it's so easy to do it that it's just no fun to play because everybody can do it, so nobody ever plays as anybody else, and so it's like okay, well this game is utterly broken now. There's no reason to play online anymore, uh, and I'm sure it'd be easy as hell to fix. It's just it's a niche game where the developers ju- they were just like. Whatever they, I, I'm, I'm sure if it's ever re-released, it'll it'll get fixed. But I'm I'm not I'm not uh, figuring that'll ever happen. Anyway, it, it got re-released on PS4 and PS3 and and in H in Super HD and PS4 and or whatever. And uh, I just got it for him in PS3 since it came out in English. And uh, and then when, he's probably gonna get a PS4 for his birthday. And I guess I could get. It, for him again on that if he wanted it. But yeah, he got him that. Uh, got everybody, like, cards, money cards for, like, you know, whatever the hell they wanted for. My youngest nephew uses apps on his whatever the hell he has, phone, or... So I gave him, like, $25 worth of money because I don't know nothing about apps. Apparently that's way too much money, so he's going to have lots of money to buy apps with. Right. apps... Apps are like fucking, you know, 25 cents or whatever, <laughs> like a fucking dollar, so he'll just have money for ages. <laughs> and, uh, oh man. Shit, he's just gonna be, he's gonna be loaded. And, uh, I, I bought my sister a Snorlax, because I was trying, I called her asking what her kids wanted, which are my nephews, and finally I was like, okay, what do you want? She's like, I want a Snorlax, and it's like, well, what the fuck do you mean? She said, I want a Snorlax, and I was like, in, in what? In Pokemon Go? Because she still plays Pokemon Go, even though it's not even a big deal anymore. She still fucks with it, because she still finds it fun. I'm like, okay. And I was like, no, no, I just want a Snorlax. And it's like, like a plush toy? And she's like, sure, whatever. I just want something Snorlax. I think it's adorable. And I was like, okay. So, went online, looked for a Snorlax, and uh, found something decent. Got her Snorlax. Yay for Snorlax. <laughs> Got a bunch of, this is a, yeah, this is a cool, my sister has a cool family. They're all, like, video game people and Nintendo people. And, uh, mostly sports stuff for my parents and, uh... I think that's pretty much everybody. Is my sister, my kid, or my sister, my sister's kids, and my parents. So those are my immediate family. 
and I don't think anybody else is, or at least, those are the people that I'll be seeing soon. Nobody else I'll be seeing anytime soon, so. I believe it's 13 days from Christmas, until Christmas, and I'm done. I finished my shopping today. The last package, technically the last package came in today, but there's one other package on the way, but I can't get it until the 13th of December. I, I paid... Uh, that was, part just, of that was just a huge hint to anyone who's paying attention. Yeah, I paid... Uh, a part of the reason I paid as much as I did was for expedited shipping because I wanted to make sure everything did get here before Christmas. I've only received two of the packages so far, but there is some of it that's being shipped together since it's all from... Most of it's from Amazon. So and some, gonna be some of it's being shipped together, so... So yeah. what's going to be interesting is I got a Blu-ray player for my mom because she said she wanted a Blu-ray player. I says, okay, I know exactly where to get one, Amazon. They had one for like 50 bucks, and it was marked down from 200 And I go, well, that can't be that bad. I mean, it's marked down to 50 What the fuck's the problem with it? Nothing's wrong with it. They're just they're getting rid of inventory because 2017 is like tomorrow. I says, okay. So I made the order for Amazon, and I have Prime, so it's supposed to be here like now. And... A week goes by and I still don't have it, but it says it was delivered, but it wasn't delivered. So I spoke to the people on Amazon and they says, "Well, um, we didn't send it. What do you mean you didn't send it? Well, we sent it, but it never made it to its destination. But on your thing, it says it was it's here, but it's not here. So who's lying? Well, the system says that it was delivered, but we know it wasn't delivered, so it's still out, you know, to to be delivered." So call us back tomorrow if you still don't have it, and we'll see what we can do. Never got it. So I ended up calling back Amazon and go, hey, look, never got it. What do we do? We're going to send you another one. Okay, and when is that going to get here? Tomorrow. Are you sure? It's going to get here tomorrow. So they sent me another Blu-ray player. Guess what comes in the mail the next day? What? Two Blu-rays. <laughs> oh, wow. Now, I can send the other one back and say, hey, I already got the other one, but I'm a dick. So thank you, Amazon. Um, <laughs> I have a free Blu-ray player. <laughs> you know, in case the PS4, you know, dies, or the PS3 dies, or the other DVD player we have dies, we have an extra one. So thank you, Amazon, for f- fucking up. I definitely appreciate that, and so does my pocketbook. It was awesome. Um, when we get to Monday Night Raw, a realization hit me. It hit me hard. Tomorrow, those of you that don't know, is my birthday. A certain record is going to be broken tomorrow, isn't it? Oh, wow. Happy birthday. <laughs> oh, wow, man. Are they fighting anybody tomorrow? I don't remember. It's a triple tag between the club and Cesaro. And oh, did they finally decide that that? Because they they didn't they didn't say what they were going to do on Raw. No, it's supposed to be a triple threat tag. So, like I said, they're breaking the record on my birthday. You know, there were times huh. in my life where I'm happy with WWE. This isn't one of them at, at all. <laughs> Just. Happy birthday to me. Why don't we get into, as soon as I actually find it, I don't know what the hell I did with it. I have it here somewhere. The news of the week. 
All right, now, I believe last time we spoke, you mentioned that John Cena wasn't happy with the company because Goldberg came back and he wasn't in the loop. Well, fuck him. There's said to be a lot of concern within WWE regarding John Cena's future with the company. It's being said that officials are connect- concerned about how much Cena will be around in 2017 as he continues to receive outside offers for other projects. As noted, Cena recently inked another movie project, and many more offers are being sent to the WWE superstar. We also noted that Cena wasn't too thrilled about the offers, but the company has given to both Lesnar and Goldberg to work limited schedules. While Cena makes slightly more money than the two, they don't nearly work a quarter of the dates that Cena does. It should be interesting. He makes more money than both of them? Yeah. I didn't ever hear, I never heard that. Cena, really? Cena makes six and a half million. I've always like heard that, that Lesnar made amazing cash. He makes six million. That's his contract. Six million for three years. Huh. Yeah. But which okay. is two million a year, so but again, Cena does more work, I understand that. But while Cena slightly makes more money than the two, they don't nearly work a quarter of the dates that he does. It should be interesting to see how things work out for Cena and WWE over the next couple of months. Cena is slated to make his ring return at the end of this month. I don't see it happening. Jim Ross recently published a new blog entry in which he talks shortly about Cena working more outside projects, comparing his career to the likes of The Rock. Rock. Ross also mentioned that Cena may never work a full-time schedule for WWE again. And he says, It seems that John Cena is traveling much the same road that Dwayne Johnson has taken in his post-WWE life, which I applaud. Just like at The Rock, at John Cena is and always will be the WWE guy who may never wrestle a full-time schedule again. Not likely IMO, in my humble in my opinion. But I will always be loyal to the company that helped launch his amazing career. I know of no wrestler with reasonably with reasonable sanity that is that would not trade the bumping and the road schedule, etc. for life of TV movie personality. Would you? I don't think so. Okay, so I have a couple things to say about this. John Cena is WWE. I get that. I understand that. I'm not discrediting that whatsoever. He is becoming The Rock. And the problem with becoming The Rock is The Rock only had like a seven-year push. That was it. He only wrestled for about seven or eight years. And then he became Mr. Hollywood. And he would make sporadic returns and blah, blah, blah. But The Rock... To my knowledge, never pinned anybody down backstage and said, What do you mean this guy's coming back to do a fucking pay-per-view? And they're getting paid more than me? Fuck that shit. Rock never did that. John Cena is bitching and complaining that Brock and Goldberg are making just as much money as he is, and that they're not working a full-time schedule. Why is it he's doing that now? Brock's been back since, what, 2012? Why is he? Yeah, but he didn't. Brock didn't make that um, crazy ass deal he did until uh, I want to say. Uh, what was it? Twenty fifteen. Yeah, I know it was a sick amount, and they had just re-signed him. I think right after the streak, after he broke it. So no, no, no. It was. Was it, um, was it before? I know he had a. He was threatening to leave. And then he resigned, and it then was, it was, um, it was the fight with Roman. He was still, the, yeah. he was the champ. Yeah. yeah. So here's my thing with Cena. If he wants to say that I need to be in the loop about things, then you need to be in the company. 
I don't care if you're a movie star. I don't care if you're doing charity. I don't care. You need to be in the company to be in the loop. Everything that happens in WWE, you don't need to fucking know about. Your job is to be in that goddamn ring and entertain people. If you have to know how much Goldberg is making or how much Brock Lesnar is making, how insecure are you? I mean, seriously, you're on SmackDown. That shit's happening on Raw. Kayfabe-wise, you shouldn't care. You should care about building the SmackDown brand. Speaking of the SmackDown brand, where the fuck has he been since the brand split? I know he had a couple of matches with AJ, but where the fuck has he been? So, I know Cena's Mr. WWE and all that, but if this is all true and he's kind of throwing a fit, fuck him. Seriously, fuck him. I'm sure the board meeting was, but what else are we going to do with Brock Lesnar? I mean, we just signed Goldberg. How do we not give him, you know, big money? And in 10 years down the line, when John Cena comes back for a Legends deal, is someone, you know, like Seth Rollins going to go, well, why is John Cena here? He ain't doing shit. So it's, it's just a... These are really sour taste in my mouth. And if this is how John Cena is becoming, he's becoming exactly like those that he hates. Like Cena, like Brock and Hogan. And that's a shame, because I figured he'd be more humble than that. And what the fuck does he care for? He's got enough goddamn products going on, what does he care about what happens in WWE? He ain't fucking there. Your thoughts? Because I know you're a big Cena fan. Oh yeah, you know me. Uh, Especially when he buried Bray Wyatt three times. I I don't know. Um, I think um, Cena... Is it, is it right for him to bitch, or is it kind of, you know... Uh, I kind of think it is because I think Cena works hard enough to where, especially, I think he does enough for WWE for him to have a point where he can say, um, hey, I do more for the company than these two guys. Uh, why are they getting paid basically the same amount as I am, but not doing half as much as what I'm doing? Uh, I, I kind of get that. I mean, yeah, he's, he's doing other things now, I get that, but he still does do a lot for the company, and when he's around, he sticks around for, you know, longer than they do. He, you know, he'll stick around for at least, you know, a month, two months, three months, and then they'll have matches, you know on, like, actual shows and not just pay-per-views. And he'll get out there and bust his ass. And, uh, you know, I'm not a big fan of Cena, but I think there is a... I think there is something to be said there that... That, I mean, yeah, if... I mean, I, I just feel like he's a guy that's worked his ass off for the company for a very, very long time and done so much for them. And then... You've appar- apparently Goldberg is making a ton of money too now. I mean, I didn't even know that, but a- but if he's complaining, I guess he is. And Goldberg has done one match, and he did three moves. Okay, uh, Brock. I mean, I get he's a super draw, and and, bu- and Brock brags about it, and I don't really blame him. I mean, he's got a hell of a deal. I mean, who wouldn't want Brock's job? Absolutely. And I mean, he's got a dream job, but at the same time, you know, 
I understand Cena saying, hey, you know, I kind of want that fucking job, too. I mean, why not pay me as much as you're paying this guy? I'm doing a hell of a lot for you guys. I, I think he wants to be, you know, appreciated, or at least paid like he's appreciated. And, I don't know, I it, it may, it, it's, it, I think it's partially a money thing and partially a, uh, a thing where he feels like, you know, he's... He's done a lot for the company for like probably going on 15 years, and he feels like he's not uh, he's not being appreciated for it. And uh, you know, part of me wants to side with you and say fuck Cena, but then the other side's like, you know, this guy has done, you know, this guy has lived and breathed WWE for a long time, so I kind of have to, you know, side with him too. I see both sides here. Well, I see both sides of it as well. I think my problem with it is he's not in the ring wrestling. He's off doing movies. So he's making money regardless of whether or not he's there. So what's the real... What, what's he really getting at is my thing. Is is this a thing for the boys? Because if it was a thing for the boys, he would have said, well, wait a minute. You got guys like Dolph and Miz who are there every week and you know, they're not getting paid anywhere near as much as Brock, but yet Brock and Goldberg only wrestled, like, twice, and they... Nowhere did I hear that. It was all, well, I work, you know, all this shit and do all this stuff for WWE, and they shouldn't be making as much as me. That's what I heard. And that's not the best attitude to have. <laughs> it's my opinion, but, you know, what do I know? I'm just a, a lowly worker who's, you know bought your house. Uh, is Punk in the room? Uh, this is a, sh- a shock, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, it was announced today, which was actually Thursday, that Linda McMahon has been picked by U.S. President-elect Donald Trump to serve as the administrator of the Small Business Administration. Linda has a tremendous background and is widely recognized as one of the country's top female executives advising businesses around the globe. She helped grow WWE from a modest 13-person operation to a publicly traded global enterprise with more than 800 employees in offices worldwide. So Vince, You know, I, did, I didn't realize it was just a 13-person operation at one point. That was That's a, pretty impressive. Yeah. So Vince McMahon finally got Linda in office. And, yeah, that's, uh, we have a McMahon in in the White House. That's pretty crazy. Or will be, anyway. It's a little scary if you think about it, because pretty soon, Triple H. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about that. Yeah, eventually he's gonna, he's just gonna have a fucking spray-painted DX across the front of the White House. So, all you liberal friends, you got a wrestling personality in office. So, deal with it. Should be it should be interesting, I to say the least. Um, the people he's put in his cabinet, and I know this has nothing to do with wrestling, but the people he's put in his cabinet, they make money. So maybe he does know what he's doing. Maybe we'll have finally have a pay per view in the White House. The great <laughs> the great American bash. Oh, shit. That, I think that, that needs to happen. It was reported earlier that the February 12th Elimination Chamber pay-per-view 
that is going to take place in Phoenix, Arizona is a SmackDown exclusive event. But then they changed it to a Raw exclusive event. But now it's being said that it actually won't be for the Raw brand because now it'll be SmackDown. The March 5th Fastlane event from Milwaukee was scheduled to be SmackDown, but now it's tentatively Raw. Just tell me who the fuck's coming! (laughs) I don't know! So Elimination Chamber is coming back after a year hiatus, and everyone's acting like, Oh my god, it's been so long. Guys, it was a year. Just fucking chill. So Elimination Chamber is coming back February 12th. It'll be here in... In Arizona, but I just need to know what brand is it? Is it SmackDown or Raw? Because if it's SmackDown, there's a possibility I, sh- I might see some talent. If it's Raw, I- there's a possibility I might see some talent. So, when- <laughs> I think it should be uh, uh, SmackDown since Raw got Hell in a Cell. Yeah, in theory, that's what I thought. I go, well, that makes sense. It just means I won't get to see. Some of the people I've been wanting to see. Um, but they have Fastlane, and that's Raw. But I figured Fastlane would have been SmackDown because I was following the patterns, and I go, well, the next show is Royal Rumble, and that's in January. But then there's another pay per view, but I, I don't know. I'm so confused. I know they're scaling back on the pay per views because. Yeah, we'll get to that in a minute. Page's 60-day suspension with WWE for her second violation of wellness policy ends the week of December 9th, which was Friday. Thursday. Friday. It was one of the days. In regards to one, of those, one of those days in the week, yeah. whatever those things are. In regards to returning to the company, she still has a few months away, and she had surgery. The company still may use her for upcoming appearances, but just in a non-wrestling capacity role. On a related note, Paige and her boyfriend, Alberto Del Rio, walked out on their meet and greet at the grand opening of Del Rio's new restaurant. No other details as to why they skipped out, and that's unknown at the time. So Del Rio opened a new restaurant, and Paige and Del Rio decided to, you know what, peace out, fuck this place, and left. And Paige is supposed to be coming back. I'm going to say this. I'm probably going to get backlash for this. I don't miss her. Uh, I never saw anything in her in the first yeah. place. I mean, she's a good wrestler, yeah, I'll give her that, but I, I don't really miss her. It would be nice to have her back and give the women's division a little shot in the arm because, you know, Charlotte and Sasha can only do so fucking much. But, I don't know, do you think it might be best she stays away for a little while because she's kind of batshit? Because she's fucking crazy? Okay, well, we'll go with that. (laughs) Dude, she's fucking insane. She doesn't need to be anywhere near WWE. She's fucking crazy, and I don't think she can wrestle either. I don't even know. I don't. I, I think that's a myth. I think that's like uh, Santa Claus or or Bigfoot. I don't know. I don't know where that started. But uh, so you don't miss Paige, is what you're saying? Uh, that's exactly what I'm saying. Uh, the only time the only time I enjoyed Paige was when she was being uh, a pseudo lesbian with AJ, and well, AJ's not around anymore, so. Well, yeah. we all know who we can blame for that. Yeah. Thanks, CM Punk. Who's going to be having another fight in the UFC, which I'm shocked because Dana White was all, No, it ain't happening. Not in the UFC. Fuck that. 
And apparently it's really. Dana White, he was like, I'm not going to have him fight. No, I know, but when's it going to be and who's it going to be against? Oh, I don't remember. I just know he's going to have another fight. I was like, okay. Oh, my God. Jason, Damon, Frank. Just make the match. Yeah, I, you, I don't think they would ever sign. I don't think they would ever sign Jason David Frank. For one, he's old, or not old, but too old for UFC. He's undefeated. I know, but he's he's like forty, and uh, uh, he's also way the fuck out of Punk's weight class. Just say I he mean, can't. Just say he can't use his arms. <laughs> I think he's also out of everything in... in uh, he's, he's completely out of Punk's class and everything. Every kind of class Punk is in, he's not in it. Okay, charity fight. It would not, it would not be a fair fight. <laughs> that would be... A, I mean, it would be awesome to watch, though. I absolutely agree. <laughs> uh, I would pay good money for it. Dragon Zord, spin kick, fight over. It'd be awesome. Yeah. And then Punk can come back as a ninja. All I gotta say is Punk left at the worst time. I mean, he left at the worst possible fucking time. Oh. Yeah, you know, it's funny. Ever since he left, WWE has only got better. Which is... Yeah. Yeah. Uh... This is news that I know a lot of people don't know about, but because it involves somebody, I have to bring it up. But Kenny Omega announced at the NJPW World Tag Team Finals on Saturday that former WWE superstar Cody Rhodes is the newest member of the Bullet Club. Did you watch the promo? No. Or the the video? I did not get a chance to watch it yet. Uh, Cody. It's pretty good. Cody was dubbed the American Nightmare. Those of you that know me know that that's a piece of my heart right there. And the video package featuring him also indicated that Cody would be appearing at the Wrestle Kingdom 11 event that takes place in the Tokyo Dome January 4th. So now I have a big reason to watch the Tokyo Dome event. Uh, Those of you that have never caught Wrestle Kingdom, seriously, check it out. There's one match. Well, there's a lot of matches on there, but... Those of you that are saying, wouldn't it be awesome if Nakamura and AJ Styles had a match? Yeah, they already did. Check that out. <laughs> when you get a chance. So Cody Rhodes is in the Bullet Club. Holy shit. Needless to say, he's doing a lot better since he left WWE. Yeah, I, I guess that TNA thing him. didn't work out. I guess he was just like, you know what? Never mind. Well, I, heard I mean, I he think had... he was in he was in TNA for like five seconds. I don't even think he had a match. Yeah, TNA is not the place to go. By the way, if you guys saw Total Nonstop Deletion or what? Oh Christ! I've heard of jumping the shark, and Batista even said this. He goes, "This is like jumping the ocean of sharks." Like it's gotten so bizarre now that. It's almost a parody. Like, you know things that are so bad that they're good? I think it's now hit that point where you know it's re- it's not wrestling anymore. It's just a show. It's just a show that stars Matt Hardy and Jeff is just hiling Hitler. Ah. And the last bit of news, 
And this surprises me. Vice Sports published an interesting article that looks at the WWE Network and their total number of subscribers. The article claims that the network has amassed 4,587,000 total accounts since launching the platform back in 2014. But according to their findings, 3,076,000 accounts have left the service, which puts the company at only 1,511 subscribers. Basically, 67% of the accounts that were created were eventually cancelled. It's a very interesting read, and if you have time, check it out. Holy shit. So, WWE lost 67% of their subscribers? What happened? Uh, clearly, uh, okay, I can tell you exactly what happened. This happened after the last, this happened after Survivor Series, after, after Goldberg won. This is, that's exactly when it happened. You think? Yes, that's exactly what happened. They all saw Goldberg win. They said, nope. That's that's exactly what happened. No, I think it was Seth Rollins' fault. <laughs> I think Seth Rollins did something, and it caused all the subscribers to leave. <laughs> that's, that's what Bret Hart said. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure Bret... <laughs> you know, I just want to blame it on Goldberg. <laughs> you know, 9-11 was Seth Rollins. We all know that. <laughs> Seth Rollins melted the steel beams somehow. Yeah, with his hair. But, <laughs> but wow, that's that's a, three million fucking subscribers. That's insane. Now I heard the reason why they're going down is because there's so much. It's it's not, and it's the same reason with the pay per views. It's quantity, not quality. And I go, but what does that have to do with the fucking network? Um, I think people are starting to figure out, you know, the network does offer a lot of shit. A lot of stuff that we can't get on Hulu and Netflix and all that. But Hulu and Netflix does offer that shit. (laughs) So, uh, I think people are getting a little smarter and, um, I don't know. It it should be interesting. Or maybe they're all Hillary Clinton voters. I don't know. I, I have. That is a fucking scary statistic, yeah, though. Yeah, that is a scary statistic. I mean, that's that's like, I mean, okay, four million people, man. That's a fucking huge number. Okay, four million people subscribed. Three million unsubscribed. Jesus Christ. That's, I mean, that should that's the kind of shit where you go, holy shit, we need to fucking fix this right now. Right. So I don't know exactly what what the issue is, but that popped up on my news feed, and I go, well, Christ, that's something I'm sure WWE needs to look at. Maybe it was James Ellsworth. I don't know. Uh, We'll get to him in a minute. Uh, So speaking of Ellsworth, why don't we get into the pay-per-view, because there was a pay-per-view on Sunday, and that was TLC. There was a pay-per-view. Holy shit. Yeah, there was a pay-per-view. And it was a good one. I just completely forgot we had one It was a review. decent pay-per-view. I don't think it was as good as No Mercy. Or was it Backlash? Or? Uh, no Mercy was the... That was that was the God one, right? The one was Ziggler and... and Well, this one had Ziggler and... Miz again, and, yeah, for like yeah. the 11th time. Um... We find out, we don't find out until later this week, that Lita and Jerry Lawler are pretty much done with the company because they're not doing the pre-shows anymore. Yeah, I don't know why they got rid of Lita, but I, I mean, I guess Lawler is 
I don't know why they're getting rid of Lawler, actually, either. Yeah. I mean, originally, there was a thing about Lawler way back with his girlfriend, but that got dropped, because they're like, that was stupid, and whatever. But, uh, and then they put him on the pre-show, and then, I, they, they just want to phase him out, I guess. That's what they're saying. Now they're wanting to phase out Lita, too, even though she, like, presented the women's title at WrestleMania. Well, and I think it's like, she left. Like, she found out that there, there's no longer a pre-show, so what's the point of sticking around? And that that's a little harsh. Um, well, what the fuck's going on? And for the third time, they changed the, the title name. It used to be WWE World Heavyweight Championship, and then it was WWE World Championship. Now it's WWE World Championship, or World Heavyweight. Now it's the WWE Championship. Again. Again. So they've... Just pick a fucking name. You know what? Just get rid of all the goddamn titles altogether. Just no one's a champion. Fuck it. The opening contest, which was actually the pre-show, was Apollo Crews, the Hype Brothers, and American Alpha going up against the Ascension, the Vaude Villains, and Kurt Hawkins. Now, remember when they were pushing Kurt Hawkins? Oh, you don't? Exactly. No. <laughs> I don't. Uh, the faces win. A decent ten-man tag to open up the show. Okay, that's that's cool. The opening contest, and this surprised me. This was the shortest contest of on this show. And that's saying much. It was the Wyatt family of Bray and Randy against Slater and Rhino. Now, the fans were kind of hot for this, but I think they were hot for the wrong reasons. The Wyatt family get the win. And what happened was Bray was in the ring, and he did the spider walk, and Rhino's all, what the fuck? RKO out of nowhere, one, two, three. Wyatt's are your new tag champions. So I, this, I, whole, this whole thing with Slater, you know, I got kids and all, that's done. But Wyatt finally got gold. But I don't know how I feel about it because I still don't get the Orton thing. Uh, and then what was interesting was... Um, I believe on a house show they fought. Uh, Orton. House shows don't count. Well, Orton, uh, I think Orton and Harper got into a spat at a house show, but they're the tag champions now, but they're instituting the Freebird rule. But yeah. they were already doing that on Raw, so news to us? <laughs> I don't know. No, they didn't They didn't do it on Raw. They, did, they didn't. Well, they've been uh, doing it on Raw. Well, they, they're not on Raw. They're on SmackDown. No, the New Day have been doing the Freebird rule. Oh, no, they mean the Wyatt family are doing the Freebird. Well, yeah, they're doing exactly what the New Day did. They're doing the white version of the New Day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, wow. um, the, thing, the <laughs> thing was, Harper took a a gore for Randy. Yeah. And uh, Randy, this basically earned Randy's uh, respect. Street because cred. Randy was not a fan of Harper. And... Uh, but, like, Randy, as a show of respect, took both titles and put them over uh, Harper's shoulders. And it was actually kind of cool. It was like, whoa. Harper's solidarity. Both. Yeah, it was like, cool. Everybody's like, and I was like, I was like, all right. Fucking white family's, like, getting somewhere in life. I mean, okay, they had to have Randy Orton's help, but you know what? I don't care. I really don't. They have something. I'm so happy right now. And uh, when they go to Talking Smack later on in the week, they they actually show some continuity, and they mention everything, and they mention their brothers when they came 
or not that they they are brothers. They mention that Bray mentions, you know, when my when me and my brothers came to this organization together, we said we were going to do this and that and blah blah blah. And by the way, the reason Rowan hasn't been around is because he's injured. I didn't know that. So yeah, it's he's not been like hurt they, for a little while. And it's uh, funny because as soon as Harper came back, Rowan got hurt. He, yeah, actually working hurt. They were just waiting for Harper to come back to to let him loose. He wasn't being used in a physical manner. I didn't even realize that, but yeah, he hadn't been wrestling. They were using him for those creepy backstage shits with with uh, Randy, using him to creep around and stuff. And I didn't even realize it, but yeah, he hadn't been wrestling. He was just showing up to freak people out and stuff. And as soon as they got Harper back in from injury, they're like, okay, we can get, we can let Rowan take off and go heal. But yeah, so there is continuity. They didn't like kick out Harper or or Rowan and make him not a Wyatt member like it looked like they were doing for a while there. But, because uh, Ra- uh, uh, Bray mentioned his brothers as in plural. Or, yeah, plural, right? <laughs> I was remembering my English. Uh, yeah. But yeah, they finally have uh, stuff... It's good. It was actually it was a decent match too. It wasn't even bad. It was good. No, I didn't say the match was bad. I just thought I figured it would be a little longer considering, but it was just as soon as you started to really get into it, that's it. Fight's over. Really? And uh I got to give uh, props to Heath. He tried to kick ass. When you know, I think when Heath wants to like when they when they give him when they give him the ball, he'll fucking run with it. Heath is a great utility wrestler. You could, he could, you know, he makes awkward look good because he does that stupid spin kick, and you know he can't do a spin kick, but he does that on purpose, so it works. It, it, it. Heath is. I've always liked Heath. He hasn't been my favorite, but I'm surprised that they stopped the train so soon. But they kind of put themselves in a corner because how do the Wyatts not win? I think they had to. Yeah, and he, um, Heath's um, neckbreaker. Every time I see it, it's a fucking RKO. I don't know how they don't note how similar it looks. And I've been saying that for literally years, like way a long time ago when I first saw him use his neckbreaker. It's like, did he just RKO that guy? And now he's in a match with Randy Orton, <laughs> and he's fucking still doing it. But yeah. Uh, so we got to see the the neckbreaker versus the RKO. It's pretty funny. That was kind of cool. Uh, but quick match, new champions. That set the tone for the rest of the night. If only the people in Dallas cared, because it was Nikki Bella versus Carmella, and this was all right. I mean, it was it was what it was. Look, Nikki Bella is now playing John Cena. She can do the bare minimum, and she'll still be okay. I'm not saying she sucks in the ring, but I'm not saying that I felt she was in, you know, she had to She had to fucking win. Nikki Bella wins with the Rack Attack 2.0. Makes no fucking sense, just call it something else. And then Carmella's all, Hey, I wasn't the one that attacked you. You know who was? It was Natalia. Crickets. 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 
Math was fine. <laughs> I just I didn't care. Maybe because it's, I don't. It's maybe because I don't care about Nikki, but I I, just, I don't because I see her. I see John Cena now, and it's like oh god. He was the contender for match of the night. Contender for match of the night. The Miz versus Dolph Ziggler for the Intercontinental Championship. This was, and I'm going to say this right now. This was not the greatest fucking ladder match ever. So, those of you that are retweeting what everyone else said on SmackDown, no, it was not. But it was a good tag match, a good ladder match. And I don't want to say I'm shocked that Dolph Ziggler lost, but I'm disappointed that Dolph Ziggler lost. Because the, the fucker, he just he can't get a goddamn break. But I understand why they gave it to Miz, because they're doing something with him. Miz gets the win, and he won clean. He won clean, no involvement from Maurice whatsoever. The haters are going to hate, and Miz is going to win. He's got gold on his arm and gold between his dick. And that would be Maurice's head. So he wins twice. Your thoughts on the match? Uh, I was sad that that Ziggler didn't win as well. Because uh, I really thought he was going to get it this time. But, you know... I, you got to give it to Miz, man. He's he's, I don't know. He's going places. He's he's even if he never becomes anything more than a mid card act, he's he's going to become the greatest mid card act of all time, man. I'm gonna he's say just, I'm gonna say this. He's not the caliber of Ted DiBiase, but he's consistent, and you have to hate him. He he does his oh, yeah, job well. Oh yeah, you fucking have to hate yeah. the Miz. He's goddamn. He's the Miz. He is so fucking hateable. Like, he is one of the only heels I can think of nowadays where you just, you, you fucking turn on the TV and you want to fucking kill the bastard. Yeah. He's one of those guys that you want to hate. And again, he reminds me of Ted DiBiase. Maybe not in wrestling skill or promo or stature or anything of that. I'm not comparing the two because it's apples to apples or apples to oranges. But The Miz has that ability where he's on TV, you want to see him die. You want to see him fucking die. And he doesn't. And it pisses you off. And that is the mark of a great fucking character. And I don't think he gets half the the cred that he deserves. No, he does not get, he doesn't get any credit. I mean, he barely, he, I mean, he's, lu- he's lucky if he gets credit. Yeah. So, awesome match. Not the greatest ladder match I've seen, but some of the spots they did Trying to kill each other with the ladder was fucking ridiculous. The figure four with the ladder was... That was brutal. That was just... Fuck you. Um, felt like they could have did more, but I think they were saving that because of the main event, and we got one hell of a main event. The, this is the sleeper match of the ma- of the night, because I didn't expect this to be good. Corbin versus Callisto. Holy shit, this was a chairs match, and this was actually really good. The, yeah, this is... Yeah, go ahead. This proves, beyond the shadow of a doubt, that Corbin can go if you let him. And Callisto did a fantastic job um, in the ring getting him over. But I think Corbin did just as good of a job getting Callisto over. And the spot of the night, other than setting up the chairs and taking that senton, was Callisto coming off the... The, the rope and getting bashed in the face with a chair. I didn't know you could do that. That was awesome. It sucked for Callisto fans, but that was fucking awesome. 
Corbin is going. He Corbin needs to go places like yesterday, because damn did he impress his, me. Yeah, his fucking personality right now, like especially if you're watching constantly, where he's becoming more and more of the almost like a. Um, He's becoming, like, a meme version of, like, Kevin Nash, where he's just talking shit about short people, and <laughs> it's fucking hilarious. He's fucking hilarious. Um, uh, but, yeah, no, the character's great, um, but the, yeah, that match was, it was fucking fantastic, um, and it was, it was great for both guys. For one, it showed that Baron Corbin could absolutely do things. And that was the best match I've seen from Callisto in ages, and yeah, I knew he could. I knew he could wrestle. I just hadn't seen him do anything exciting in a long time, and that was the probably the most exciting thing I'd ever seen Baron Corbin do. So, and then you know they went on and had another match again on like SmackDown, and they tore the house down again. It was short. It was very short, but yeah, I think those two worked together great. I think those two have um, great chemistry together. I guess it's because one guy is, like, tiny and the other guy is huge and they have that dynamic. But, uh, yeah, it was a fucking great match. I think all they need to do with Corbin is work on his promos because he's still not the best on the mic. He doesn't feel authentic. And the other thing they need to do is shorten his matches. Now, what I mean by shorten his matches, get in the ring, bang, boom, done. Don't fuck with me. Because this is going to fucking happen to you. They need to do that a little bit. I think that would cement them. Because a guy that size who does not give a fuck needs to go out there and just pound on people. I think it would work. I really do. And work on his promos a little. Because when he was on Talking Smack after the show, he stumbled a little. Just a a pinch. But there's one promo that, of course, we all... Here's one match that everyone was looking forward to. At least I was. Alexa Bliss versus Becky Lynch in a tables match. Now, I had to go back and rewatch this because I was distracted because people were talking and it was hard for me to focus on what exactly was going on. From what I saw, this was a pretty good match between the two of them. These women, fuck, DDTs on the opposite side of the, the fucking... They fuck? Damn. Yeah, they fucked. So, I'm going to just say it right now. I'm going to just say it right now. What we were all thinking it was Harley Quinn versus Poison Ivy. That is, that is what it was. Come on. And they gave Alexa Bliss the title belt. At first, I went, oh, I didn't see that coming. And then it clicked. Oh, Suicide Squad's coming out next week. Of course, they're going to capitalize on that because why fucking not? But then, I didn't. I didn't know that. So it's coming out Tuesday. Um, so Bliss is the new women's champion on SmackDown. The match was pretty decent. The match was pretty good, and the crowd couldn't give two fucking dimes or care about it. They didn't care. So I don't know what their problem was. Maybe they were ex- exhausted from Corbin and Callisto or Miz and Ziggler. I don't know. This is one match they didn't. They didn't really care much about the women at all. I don't know if that's a Texas thing or what, but. I thought the match was fine, just the way it was. And I sense possibly a heel turn from Becky. Which sucks because there's like no faces on SmackDown. Except Nikki. Your thoughts on the match? 
comes back. Your thoughts on the match? Uh, it was, uh, you know, honestly, I don't even remember what all happened. I remember... No, wait. Okay, yeah, okay, it was a tables match. Yeah. Now I remember what happened. It was a power bomb to the floor on the table that Alexa got. Yeah, it was a power it was a power bomb from a five foot woman. That's why that's what I remember. That's uh, not something you see every day. Uh yeah, that was uh uh Alexa won. That's uh that's cool with me, I guess. I mean, I'm not the biggest Alexa fan, but I don't really care one way or the other, to be honest. It's okay with me. Uh, I I like Becky. Uh, Alexa will grow on me, I guess. She'll have to, because she's not going away anytime soon. Well, that and she can't get any shorter. No, she can't. She's actually 5'1". Is she? She's 5'1". Okay. My wife is taller than her. That is a little woman. <laughs> like, she is tiny. That's sick. And now, the main event. Now, I'm going to just say this right now. This was a fucking awesome main event. I haven't seen a good Dean Ambrose match in a long time. Because I am able to call Dean Ambrose's matches like paint by numbers. This was definitely not paint by numbers because he killed AJ Styles. He absolutely killed him. He climbed the ladder and drove an elbow through a fucking announce table. They just fucking ripped AJ's asshole up open because the proof, literally, literally, it, you could see it. AJ just being AJ, and oh my god, this match was insane. And then one thing ruined it for me. And I think we all know what that is. Ambrose had the match won. He, th- this is the weirdest booking I've seen in a long time. So, Dean is down. He's out. He ain't getting up. AJ Styles uses the ladder and starts to climb. Here comes Ellsworth. So instead of going after the title, he goes after Ellsworth. And then they start fighting. And then Ambrose and AJ start fighting again. And then AJ gets thrown to the outside. Ambrose climbs up the ladder. Ambrose pulls a Colin Delaney on Tommy Dreamer. Because that's exactly what they're doing. And he dumps Ambrose on his ass through two tables on the floor. And helps AJ Styles get the title. Because he wants a title shot against AJ Styles. I'm confused. What would have been, to me, a four-star match, that right there made it three. Because I don't know what the fuck they're doing. I'm lost. Alex, help me out here. Uh, well... I don't like the finish. I, I'm not a fan yeah. of the finish, because it, to me, it makes no sense. If he went full-on heel, then... Why was AJ beating him up this whole time? And if he wasn't going full-blown heel and he's doing it because... And he said on Talking Smack, Oh, Dean Ambrose would have did the same for me. Or, you know, the, no, that the motivation is fucked up. I'm confused. Am I supposed to boo him or cheer him or not give a fuck? 
No, the idea is that Ellsworth is fucking stupid, and he didn't really consider what the fuck he was doing. The idea is that he's a fucking dumbass, and 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 because he because on on SmackDown he screws over Ambrose again, and this time he does it accidentally. And uh, yeah, no, he was trying because he said on the previous SmackDown that when when. Ambrose is asking, hey, who do you want to fight for the title? And he's like, well, I think I might have uh, uh, AJ's number. It's it's actually gone to his head. He actually He's actually started to think that he might be able to beat AJ because he's he's retarded. He, he doesn't realize that all the times he's beaten AJ, it's because of Dean's help. And, uh, yeah, no, that's that's basically what's happened is that he's uh, started to believe he actually has a chance against AJ, and he and so he helps AJ win because he wants to beat AJ for the title. So he screws over Dean, not because he hates Dean or because he wants him to lose, but because he wants to fight AJ for the title. And, uh, yeah, and he even tries to help Dean, I guess... Because he felt bad about it on SmackDown later this uh, last week, and uh, and he screws that up too. I just I don't even retards wouldn't do that. Then that's the thing I'm having a hard time with is they played it off as a heelish move, but then he's all well. I didn't consider the repercussions. I just I think I can beat AJ. Well. Would it have mattered? What if Dean Ambrose won? Would you still not get a title shot? You'd still be able to fight. To me, the motivation is screwed up. And I'm confused. I don't know if I should be angry or if I should be mad or or what. Because even the fans were kind of like, Yay, AJ! Won? Wait. (laughs) As I said on the show, on on the review, it was the internet that got Dean Ambrose over. It was the internet that got James Ellsworth over. It was James Ellsworth that fucked over Dean Ambrose. Blame the internet. Or blame Seth Rollins. Whatever you want to do. So, final thoughts on on this match. I thought this match was awesome up until that spot. Uh, honestly, the, the the ending didn't really bother me. I, I didn't care, to be honest. I thought the match was, on, uh, was, was pretty damn good. Ellsworth... Uh, thing was just whatever. It's it's Ellsworth. He doesn't bother me. He's just there. Uh, there's a storyline developing with him, and I, I'll see where it goes. Uh, yeah, I don't know what they're what they're doing with. I don't know. He almost seems like the the resident retard, and I don't know if I should feel sorry or not. I. I Hope they go somewhere like impressive with this that makes me go, oh god, I didn't see that coming. Versus, ah, uh, you know, indie guy, squash, blah blah, you know, whatever. Two men that can fight. Maybe they'll push him into the cruiserweight division because he's kind of out of his league. <laughs> SmackDown, to be honest, there's really nothing far from there. Overall, the pay per view I thought wasn't bad. It wasn't fantastic, but it wasn't bad. I still think the the No Mercy one was better. Or well, yeah, I don't. I don't think no, it, uh, it was backlash. That was the, the God one, wasn't it? I don't know. know. I know we I, had. I two. believe it was No Mercy that we all liked. Either way, it wasn't as good as it could have been, but it wasn't too bad. 
Really, it wasn't a bad show. And hats off to Callisto and Corbin for killing each other. Because reasons. Yeah, especially the, um, the, uh, what was it, end of days on, on the chairs, because that probably hurt, uh, Corbin way more than Callisto. Yeah, I'm sure it did. I'm sure it did. So why don't we get into Monday Night Raw. Alrighty, so we get into Monday Night Raw. It opens up with Seth Rollins coming out of the ring and he said that he wants to fight Triple H. But that's not going to happen because that's just not going to happen. Uh, Kevin Owens comes out and says, you know, you're bullshit and you can kiss my ass and you're going to kiss everyone's ass because at roadblock end of the line, I'm beating your ass. But I'm going to give Chris Jericho a present because tonight he's going to fight Roman for the U.S. title and then he's going to fight you at roadblock and tonight you're going to fight Big Show because, sure... Because Big Show lost a bunch of fucking weight, and we want you to see how fucking great he looks. Yeah, so out comes Big Show, who has the biggest beard I have seen in my life. I mean, this thing must weigh about 800 pounds. I mean, how do you shave that thing? Do you go out with a weed whacker or a fucking machete? Just Christ. So, holy shit. So, Rollins gets the shit kicked out of him. And Kevin Owens is all, you need to fuck him, you need to fuck him, you need to pull his pants down and Bret Hart his ass. You need to fuck him. So then Big Show decides to fuck Kevin Owens instead, and takes the count out, Rollins wins by count out, and then Rollins hits a pedigree, because that had to happen. Okay. By the way, uh, I was going to say, uh, I don't know if you've seen this yet, there's footage, Braun Strowman and Big Show had a match, um... Uh, a, a dark match, uh, like, oh, I believe it was overseas recently. Uh, I don't know if you've seen it. It was fucking impressive. Um, mainly on Braun Strowman's part, because he did, like, some cruiserweight shit. <laughs> like, literally, he, like, he did, like, the kind of shit you would see most smaller wrestlers do at the beginning of a match like he did he did like uh the arm oh fuck what do you call it the 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 typical kind of tie up stuff you would see at the beginning um where he tied the guy up and then he twisted their arm then he rolled him over then he rolled onto the ground then he did a fucking kip up I mean, but of course he was holding on to Big Show's arm, so it was kind of a a bit of an assisted one. But he did a fucking kip up, and then he rolled Big Show over by the arm, like after twisting his arm over. And it was like, what the fuck am I watching? It was awesome. It's crazy as hell to see. Yeah, it was uh, something I'm going to have to definitely check out then. (laughs) Yeah, it was. I'm a fan of Strowman, and as everyone says, you know, Strowman doesn't do much. No, but what he does, he does well. If he yeah, I, this is something you'll probably never see them do on TV. It's one of those house show only things that where they do stuff that you just don't see them do on TV, you know. But the second match on the card was Jack Gallagher defeating Arya Davari. 
Gallagher. 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 They get mad when you mispronounce it. I know. <laughs> you did it on TV. Uh, a fun match. Davari uh, hits him with a cheap shot um, after the match because he lost. And that move looked sick. He kicked him in the back of the knee, and then he dropped him on his knee with like a running leg kick or some shit. And oh god, um, buddy, knee pads, invested him. Because by the way, that's a uh, uh, gap fight looking like a fucking uh, even more hilarious version of uh, Conan O'Brien. He's got to be the only cruiserweight I think I like, just because his moves are hilarious and he just the whole gentlemanly thing is it's. It's it's great. <laughs> it's fucking entertaining. It's, it's like not a just, wider version of William Regal. He's he's not just another cruiserweight. Like that's how I look at most of the cruiserweights. Is they're just cruiserweights. And I I the cruiserweight style is it doesn't do much for me. Like if you're gonna be a cruiserweight, you got to really step it up. Like you got to be fucking Daniel Bryan. That's what you got to do. Gotta but be, this you got to be fucking him, or you have to be him. You got you, <laughs> you got to be Daniel Bryan or Chris Jericho or Eddie Guerrero. You know you got to be those guys. Uh, but no, this Chris uh, Jack Gallagher. Um, he uh, he's got it. He's got it going. He's because he's different. He's doing some entertaining stuff. Uh, he was he was fun to watch. It so far, he's 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 only been the only guy that's uh, he, that I've found particularly entertaining because he does something a little bit different. We then have Kevin Owens going up against Sami Zayn in a match that well we were told that they were never going to fight again, but guess what? They are fighting, so never mind. Now here's didn't Sami Zayn like argue with Mick Foley last week about you know reasons and shit and then Mick Foley lost his teeth and then screamed at him that Stefan doesn't like him but we're gonna put you in a match against Braun Strowman but that's not really a punishment because that's the feud but now you're giving him a non-title match against Kevin Owens so are they sending something up for Sami Zayn or are they just fucking him I don't know it's wrestling yeah so, Kevin Owens gets the win. Surprise, surprise. Okay, cool. Backstage, we have Sasha Banks going, you know, Eddie Guerrero and Ric Flair are my heroes because, you know, Sailor Moon shit. And um, I'm getting worse on the mic now because I don't know what the fuck happened to my talent. But, Charlotte, this isn't over by a long shot because I'm challenging you to an Iron Woman match. You know, the one match that I lost? So, because that makes sense. Because uh, remember when I fought Bailey and I did real well in that fight, but I lost. So I'm going to challenge you to that match because we're making history, motherfucker. Peace. You know how they have to fucking hammer it down that they're constantly making history with women on Raw? Like they f- they have main evented Raw like three, three times. times. Three times they had the first ever Hell in a Cell women's match with Raw. It's like. They are trying so fucking hard with the women, but it doesn't feel natural. It has never come naturally. Ever since it started, it was fucking Stephanie who brought them in. 
And it was like, they didn't just show up. No, Stephanie had to fucking shove her stupid face in and be like, this women's revolution! Ha! It's the women's revolution! It's Stephanie's women's revolution! And it's just like, god damn. And they're just trying, and like, you remember uh, in Survivor, when Survivor Series started, um, they got, Stephanie and, and Mick got in Danny Bryan and Shane's face and said, well, what have you done with your women? Look what we've done. We've revolutionized the, the women's revolution. You've done nothing. You, uh, you haven't done anything with your women. And Daniel Bryan and Shane were just like, yeah, okay, moving on. <laughs> they didn't even address it. They were like, we don't give a shit. Because it's like, look, the, the thing with the women is it's got to happen naturally, okay? it's They just fucking force it down your throat. It's like, People aren't going to give a shit. I mean, and don't get me wrong, the Sa- I actually enjoy the Sasha uh, Charlotte thing. I think they, I mean, I don't think they should be the fucking main event three times and force it down your throat. But when they've done it, they've they've let it all, they, they've let it, it's been great. Well, what they're they've, trying it, to do is, I know someone in the back, and they can fucking deny this all they want. You know, she's a flare. And when Flair was in his prime, he wrestled Dusty Rhodes and Sting and Steamboat like 7,000 times. So why don't we do that with Charlotte? Because she's a Flair and Flairs can do that. So Sasha is supposed to be the antithesis of Flair. But the problem with Sasha is her character. She doesn't come off as, you know, humble or, you know... The super faint, you know, the super face fan favorite. That's Bailey. They should be doing this with Bailey, and they're not. So I don't. Well, it's just the the thing I'm trying to get across is they're forcing this women's revolution thing. They're forcing you to. They're trying to force women on you. They want you. They're like, hey, women are big and strong, and they can be wrestlers too. And it's like I knew that already. I knew I know that these women are good. You don't need to tell me that. Just let them wrestle, and when they're good enough, they'll main event. You don't need to force them into the main event. I mean, it's like I didn't need to have a Hell in a Cell match. Uh, you you didn't need to do that because the Hell in a Cell wasn't even that good. I mean, especially when you're going to handcuff them and not let them beat the shit out of each other. I mean, because. I know that's why it wasn't that good because the, you like you were like no let's not let them beat the shit out of each other when that's the whole fucking purpose of a Hell in a Cell match it's like uh, I, the whole thing just rubs me the wrong way every time Raw talks about the women it makes me sick because they're just trying they're they're trying too hard they they're forcing it they're forcing it down your throat and it's like stop it fucking fucking stop it just let it. They, they don't know the meaning of natural, like a natural push for the women. It's all forced. It's like, stop. Just let it happen. Fucking, fucking flow. Let it happen naturally. The women can just, it's like, they don't need your help. You don't need to fucking hold them by the hand. They're, they're not little girls. They're women. They'll fucking get there by themselves. Rich Swan goes up against T.J. Perkins in a non-title match because Rich Swan defeated um, Captain Crunch um, on Captain Crunch. 205. What's his name? Brian Kendrick. 
Perkins goes for a top rope. He goes to jump off the top rope and gets hit with a swan kick and gets his head fucking kicked in. Swan retains the title. Yay. Swan's alright, by the way. When he beat when he beat Captain Crunch, as we're calling him, I guess. That was kinda cool. It was a fun match. Um what I On two oh five live, I mean I watched that. Now here's the thing I was waiting for Talking Smack to come on since they decided they wanted to fucking move that. Which is the one show I really look forward to on the network, and they decided, no, Raw deserves another show. They deserve another 30 minutes or 15 or whatever. We'll put it after SmackDown to piss off Alex. Yeah, because it's all about pissing you off. Exactly. It's Seth Rollins' fault. Yeah, fuck him, son of a bitch. <laughs> Tiny dick motherfucker. <laughs> uh, speaking of Tiny Dick, backstage... Um, Enzo and Kaz are talking, and Lana and Rusev are having a spat. So, uh, fucking Enzo is all, hey, look, if he ain't giving you the fucking sausage shit, fucking come over here, I'll suck your dick. I don't care. I'm fucking Enzo Amore. I do all that shit all night long. I'm gonna fuck. So then Lana basically says, okay, well, come to my hotel room tonight, and we're gonna fuck like rabbits. We're on that Was this PG? Uh, sure. Because, uh, <laughs> you know, even even some of my friends actually complained that this was not kid-friendly, and I'm like, you know, I don't know that it was either, but I didn't care. I didn't care either, because finally it's something edgy. I knew where it was going, but... so Yeah, no, the whole night it was kind of obvious that it was a trap, but, uh... But yeah, it was a little it was a little edgy. A little a little racy. How you doing? Um so we then get Bailey against Alicia Fox. I've come to my conclusion it's not Bailey, it's Alicia. Because I I don't think the I don't know what the fuck happened. It Alicia was just beating the shit out of her Bailey to Bailey one, two, three. What? What happened? <laughs> I know I blinked and the match was over, but I'm like, what the fuck is going on? I don't get it. Whatever, fuck it. Titus O'Neil is marketing uh, the tussle in Texas. He's handing out flyers, and he says that Longhorns can suck his dick, and which Mark Henry beats him, one, two, three, and that's it. Someone yeah, that was, a, uh, that, was a, that was a... That was a squash. Yeah, it was. Definitely was. United States Championship match. Roman Reigns goes up against Chris Jericho. This was... Uh, it was it was fine. You know, it was alright. Owens comes down to the ring and is trying to help out Jericho, but Jericho's all, I don't fucking need your help. Go fucking blow a goat or something. Hell, I am a goat, so fucking blow me. Spear, Superman punch, Reign wins. You know what's funny is even Corey Graves was like, you fucked up. Owens, he could have won this match, you dumb motherfucker. Why are you so fat? Yeah, why are you so fat? I shouldn't talk, I'm fat too. Uh, <laughs> Neither should I. Yeah. So well, That ain't gonna stop me, though. No, because I like food. <laughs> so, God put food on this earth for me to eat it, not to have fucking be a rabbit. Fuck that. Neither of us should fucking talk. Strata is dead. Well... Prop- Probably because of that. Isn't that isn't that so isn't that how he died? I don't remember. 
I, I wasn't there, so I, I don't know for sure. Um, his anniversary is coming up pretty soon. Uh, we then go to the ring. Now, prior to going to the ring, prior, uh, Enzo bumped into Flair, and he's all, you gonna fuck someone? Shit, take my limo. Fuck Uber. <laughs> and Enzo's in the ring. Not Enzo. Kaz is in the ring, and he's gonna fight Rusev. Rusev never comes. And, and then it all comes together. Yeah. Rusev's not here. Where's Rusev? Why isn't Rusev gonna fight Kaz? Oh, shit. We then go to the hotel room. And this reminded me so much of Ricky Garvin and Flair back in the 80s uh, when they were fighting over Precious. I think it was Precious. That, that just shows how fucking old I am. Except the roles were reversed. Lana's all, yeah, I'm going to fuck you. I'm going to fuck you good. Take off your shirt. Take off your pants. Just Take off your pants. Yeah. She fucking screamed at him yeah. when he wouldn't do it. Take off your pants. I don't really think this is a good idea. Take off your pants. Okay. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ! Where is this going? I know where it's going, but where is this going? All of a sudden, you stupid American. Rusev, fuck him. And I think he did. There was... and, and what was funny was Enzo was like, Whoa, I'm not into this. <laughs> <laughs> it was nuts, and Rusev just threw him. I want Rusev to be my spirit animal. Because that is a guy I don't want to piss off. I think I fear him over Brock. Because Brock will just suplex me. Rusev looks like he would kill me, then eat me. He threw Enzo against the wall, and his head bounced off of the fucking wall. He body slammed him on a table. He threw him into the glass. He shoved he, champagne he up his the, ass. Uh, he broke the, uh, the lamp over his back. Yeah. And he just grabs him and he throws him outside and he's all, the fuck with me, you fucking American piece of shit, fuck you. And then Lana puts the do not disturb, you know, sign on the door and they close it. I'm going, how does that conversation go? Like, she's going to end up pregnant with like 90 kids now. Because his testosterone is through the roof. Holy shit. Now, I'm going to say this now, I'm not a big fan of these pre-staged, you know things, but again, it reminded me of Flair and Ricky Garvin. I'm gonna let it slide. Seamus is, not Seamus, Rusev is the man. (laughs) But you mean to tell me they set up this elaborate trap to fuck over Enzo? I thought they did that last week. Are they just fucking with him? I may have lost Alex. Oh, sorry, my mic was not on. I've been talking, sort of. So, your thoughts on this whole thing? I mean, Uh, I thought it was... I was going to say, the only thing I don't get about segments like this is how are we actually seeing this? Like, are there cameramen there, or... Right. And you got to wonder, like... So, are the commentary team going to talk about this? How would they have seen it? Like, were there cameramen there? Are they going to be like, did you see what happened? That was deplorable. And they're going to be like, how the fuck would you know? You weren't there. Right? It's going to be like, it's it's one of those things that, while entertaining, you have to wonder how the fuck does that work as far as wrestling goes. And I always wondered, if you're a cameraman and you're filming, I mean, like, here's the thing. If, you're gonna go fuck Lana, and you're in a hotel room. There's a cameraman there. 
Wouldn't you want him to leave? Yeah, wouldn't you be like, hey, fuck off? And do you not see what we're about to do? And, and suppose that's what's going to happen. He's into that kind of shit. And Rusev beats the dog shit out of him. Wouldn't the cameraman ask for help? Yeah, and he's like, no, this is good footage, man. Now, and here's part three. There were two cameramen. One outside of the door, one inside of the door. What happened to that other cameraman inside the door? Uh, I guess he stayed and watched uh, Rusev and Lana get it on. I'm just saying, where's that footage? That's going to be the live sex celebration. I'm sure it was. And where was security? Where was the fuck? Again, you could nitpick this all you want. I'm going to get the nail right on the head. How are we seeing this? Shouldn't this be a private moment that shouldn't have happened? But it's wrestling. We don't think too much about it. Here we go. Sheamus and Cesaro against the club. The winners are going to face the New Day um, for the tag titles next week. Now, I love, I fucking love how they said, well, they're very close to breaking the record and Mick Foley's going to make them work for it by not wrestling tonight. <sighs> all you need to know is that it goes to a no contest. And the referee's all, fuck, I don't fucking know what to do. No contest, so they're going to win by default. This pissed me off. In fact, it pissed me off so much because I went, great. So, on my birthday, the New Day are going to break the record by fucking default. That is bullshit. Unless you tell me that this was a heel move, and they're doing it because they'll do anything impossible to break the record. Even fuck their own grandmothers. At this point, I hope something comes out of it. But there will be a triple threat. It's the club, Sheamus and Cesaro versus the New Day. The New Day better fucking lose. They, they better fucking lose. Because I, I will be fucking livid. Your thoughts? Uh, I thought it was weird that the New Day didn't do anything at all tonight. Like, they didn't even do their entrance. No, they just kind of... Not on TV, anyway. They just jerked off in the corner with popcorn. Yeah. That's, you know, that's what they do. <sighs> that was the main event of the night. But not the segment. Charlotte Flair comes down to the ring to publicly apologize to her father, Ric Flair. She says, look, I'm a Flair. You people don't understand. I want daddy's approval. You don't know what it's like to be the daughter of Ric Flair. You just, you fucking don't. Hell, the pressure is so bad, my brother went and killed himself. That is how hard it is to be a fucking... The daughter (laughs) of Ric Flair! Yeah, whatever. Fuck it. I want Flair to come down, I want Rick to come down to the ring and, you know, accept my apology. And then she slaps him and calls him a son of a bitch and says, "You f- how fucking dare you raise the arm of fucking Sasha Banks in Flair country? The fuck is wrong with you? And I believed every second of it. And here comes Sasha and she's all, no, don't beat up Ric Flair because we're buddies now? Even though it was Flair that cost her the title at WrestleMania? Whatever. Kayfabe. And then Charlotte's like, get the fuck down, fucking bitch. Fuck you. Knocks her out. Spits on both of them. Pulls down her pants, shows off her dick, and beats both of them with her dick. Charlotte is a heel, man. She is the the fucking woman. If she came in here and said, take down your pants, I'd do whatever the fuck she says. She is the fucking woman. She is the woman of fucking the women's division. I don't care who the fuck you are. Holy shit. Now, I don't want to say I didn't see this coming, but the fact that she just 
put Flair in her place, in his place, and then just told Charlotte to Sasha to fuck off? Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I was actually very uh, impressed with this. Like I, I said, she deserved major props after this segment because she just came off like a fucking badass. Yeah, now she, I, she looked like a real heel after this. I mean, she's she's been getting that way, like ever because when she was a face, she just she sucked. She was just generic as fuck. Yeah, and uh, but ever since she's turned heel, she's become more like her dad, but like much she's like fucking evil. And you know what's funny about Charlotte? And I hear this from both sides. When she first started, it was, she's just a female version of Flair. I don't want to see that. But now she's breaking out doing her own thing, and they go, you know, she's not like her father. Well, pick one. (laughs) Do you want her to be like Flair, or do you not want her to be like Flair? You know, I think she's been amazing since day one. As a face, you know, wrestling-wise, she hasn't changed. She's improved. Promo-wise, she's gotten a lot better because face flare is just weird. It's just weird, but... Thank you, Charlotte, for giving me something to look forward to tomorrow because I think you're going to do something. I don't know. But overall, Raw was... You know, it was it was fine. I had really no problems with it, but yeah, it was fine. I think it was cool. So why don't we get into... Tuesday Night Smackdown. And I'm sure Alex is talking, but we can't get him. Oh, I hit the damn mic uh, button hit again. hit the mic button again. So Smackdown, take us through it. Alright, let me, let me hit the Smackdown button and see if the page works here. Uh, let's Could see. they top Raw this week? Let's see if there's even... Oh, hey, there's some... Shut up, that didn't happen. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking headline for the show is AJ Styles versus James Ellsworth for the world title. That didn't fucking happen. Yeah, well, AJ was hurt, so they had to cancel that match, but... Yeah, I didn't even... uh, Did they... Was there a uh, detail on his injury? I think there was, but it was... I don't know if... The way it came across to me was they said it was an injury, but they said that to fuck with people on SmackDown. I think... I don't... Why would they just... Did he need time off or something? I don't know. Great reporting, right? <laughs> I'm a great fucking journalist. I think you hurt his ankle, is what it was. Okay. Um, anyway, we got... Uh, AJ Styles, at the beginning of the show, comes out in the ring, to the ring, with a uh, plastic... Velcro boot around his jeans. You know those little things you wear when your when your ankle or your foot or your leg is fucked up after an injury. And uh, well, this thing says they're booing him. I don't fucking believe that. 
I, I believe that they were cheering him because they don't fucking boo AJ Styles. Nobody fucking boos AJ Styles. I don't believe anybody has ever booed AJ Styles in the history of his life. Right. In fact, he makes fun of it half the time he's out there. He's like, he's like, shut up, quit cheering me. Fucking sick of you guys cheering me, motherfuckers. Uh, anyway, Styles says, alright, I'm gonna address the elephant in the room. Some call it a travesty and others call it a blessing. You can be the judge. Alright, camera guy, or whoever the fuck, you know, makes that damn Titantron work. You little cunts out there, some bitch. Make the damn Titantron work. Show the picture. There's a picture of, uh, of his, uh, his ass. Where his fucking uh, pants got torn. Which, by the way, that was, uh... <laughs> that was pretty... That's pretty funny, actually. Just because that made that pay-per-view memorable for an entirely wrong way. At first I thought he was bleeding. And I'm old. Did AJ just break his asshole? And it was just a tear. <laughs> and I started to try to think, wait, is that his thigh we're seeing? Is that his ass? And where's his underwear? Like, all yeah, these I things was are going like, through my head. I was like, don't they generally wear a second... They usually wear, like, a thin pair of, like, trunks or something underneath. At least that's what I thought they did. They wore some kind of secondary trunks underneath. And, uh... He sure wasn't. Not that night. He, they, no? Maybe it's true. We don't want none. <laughs> But, uh, I was just afraid it was going to rip more. <laughs> like, every time he was going to do a jump or something, I was just going to be like, Oh, God! <laughs> oh, God, it's about to go! It's going to fucking tear, and he's just going to fucking be naked, flying through the air. Like, when he did that that uh, jump off the ropes to the outside on Dean, he was about to just fucking go completely nude. <laughs> He just what? hit him with his dick and balls! <laughs> it's just like, this is about to go really hardcore, and I don't think the crowd is ready for that. I sure wouldn't have been ready for that. <laughs> oh, man. And you know Vince McMahon would be all, Can you filming it? Can you filming it? <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, Styles gets him to show the picture, and he's like, uh, uh, he says, he just immediately laughs, and he's like, tell me that don't look good. Yeah, man, that's a nice looking ass right there, ain't it? <laughs> anyway, now that that's dressed, uh, I think you can tell I might not be in the best condition looking at this here boot I'm wearing. Uh, I said I was going to do some shit at TLC, and I did every goddamn thing I was going to do. I bent chairs around Ambrose's back. I put him through a table. I took his WWE championship. Well, actually, it was mine, but I kept him from getting it. Uh, but now I'm in this fucking boot. Uh, the only problem is now I'm not medically clear to defend this uh, here title against that scrawny, no-chin-having, ugly, 
some bitch, whatever the hell he is, mutant, fucking, looks like some kind of video game character from hell, James Ellsworth tonight, and James Ellsworth music hits, uh, he makes his way to the ring looking confused, I guess, and, uh, he starts, uh, dancing like a boxer around AJ Styles, like, shadow boxing, and, uh, Styles is like, what the hell are you doing? What, are you fucking retarded? Are, are you some kind of, like, you a queerosexual? Are you one of them there, queermosexuals? Are you, are you on the spectrum, boy? (laughs) Do you have something wrong with your brain? Was your mother using pot cigarettes when she gave birth to you? And then he starts making fun of him wearing the boot. Uh, He's like, do you really need that boot? Or is this just a convenient way for you to not defend your title against me tonight? And uh, maybe Danny Bryan's protecting you from me. And, uh, I think I got your, I think I got your number, Styles. I've beaten you three times. And, uh, I think you're ducking me. Yeah, yeah, you're ducking me. Because I'm going to beat you a fourth time. And I'm going to be WWE champion. World champion. Uh. Whatever the fuck we're calling it. Yeah. If it wasn't for me, you wouldn't even be champion this Sunday. And, uh. He's like. Do you really want to believe that if it had anything to do with you, I still wouldn't be champion? Are you fucking crazy? You really think that I wouldn't be champion without you? You fucking mutant little cunt. Man, you're so delusional. You've been drinking your own chin and tonic. Ha 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 That was the dumbest joke I've ever made in my life. Please, God, strike me down right now. Please. Please. Okay, fine. Uh, let's see. Everything you have, Ellsworth, is because of Dean Ambrose. Every victory. It's because of him. And now you burn that bridge, boy. I put you in a fucking neck brace. I put you in a back brace. But you know what? Ambrose, he don't know when to quit, buddy. I know when to quit. I quit when I hurt you. But Ambrose, oh man, you fucked up when you crossed him. He's gonna fuck you up, man. He's gonna grab the biggest dildo. (laughs) And he's gonna carve you a new asshole where your chin should be. (laughs) <laughs> you don't even want to know what he's going to do it's it's not going to be PG I can't even say it on this show Ellsworth but but I'm going to whisper it in your ear it's going to be like fuck you in the ass <laughs> Anyway, Dean Ambrose's music hits. 
Makes his way to the ring. Ellsworth's like, yeah, yeah, it's Dean Ambrose. He tries to shake his hand, and Ambrose just kicks him in the gut, gives him dirty deeds, and then leaves. Ambrose music never even stopped playing. And Styles is like, oh, <laughs> oh, damn, that some bitch got it right. He got it right in the butt. <laughs> then, uh, Alexa Bliss will be having a championship celebration later tonight. Um,. And Heath Slater and Rhino are invoking their rematch clause for the WWE SmackDown Tag Team titles, facing Randy Orton and Bray Wyatt. Next! Have fun with that, guys. Which, by the way, I gotta say, Alexa Bliss celebrating her title win on Talking Smack was fucking surreal, because she wasn't in character at all. It was weird. I was waiting for the other shoe to drop the whole time. She was like, my mom was in the audience... It was so great. She was, like, crying. She was so happy. And Danny and Renee were, like, comforting her. And I was like, okay, she's fixing to drop the act. She's fixing to drop the act. I'm like, I, I knew she was pulling them in so she could be like, ha-ha, fuck, fuck them with y'all bitches. I'm the queen of ice or whatever. And she, ne- <laughs> she never did it. She was actually being humble and happy. And I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> this is not Alexa Bliss. This is some other bitch. This is some pussy. This is not the evil queen of Cuntville that Alexa Bliss is supposed to be. Because every time I've ever seen Alexa Bliss, even on Talking Smack, which is supposed to be the biggest shoot in the world where everybody is a fucking dick and just says, you know, nothing but shoots... She always stays in character. She's always a total bitch. And she was just crying and happy and just completely real. And she never she never went back into character. She, I was like, what the fuck? I was totally expecting her to make fun of, to just drop that and, and go back into bitch mode and be like, ha, that's what I would have said if I was a little bitch. But she didn't. She was, like, humble. And I was like, well, that was disappointing. I guess she just couldn't contain it. She actually was overtaken with emotion. I mean, I don't blame her. I just expected her to be a bitch. Not a pussy. She was... I expected her to be a cunt, not a pussy. That's what I expected. (laughs) Two different types of vagina here, and she was not the right one. She got grabbed in the right place. Yeah. Uh, uh, by the way, uh, since Bray Wyatt's coming up next, they have a new intro. Uh, it is a variation of the old one, but now it includes Randy, and the sound has been slightly tweaked. It's kind of cool, actually. Um, also, it starts with Randy Orton's old uh, Burn In My Light music for half a second. And uh, it, it always gets the crowd going. They're like, what? Burn of my light! And then it doesn't play it. And then it shows it shows the Wyatts um, in, the, in their weird, creepy, smoky black room. And, and he's like, we're here. And Randy's in the background in his hoodie because he can't be asked to grow a beard or wear pants or anything, I guess. <laughs> he's just going to keep wearing his trunks. And dressing exactly the same, but he wears a he wears a hoodie. <laughs> that's that's my favorite part. <laughs> is he just 
he's like, okay, I, I need to, I need to look like a Wyatt. What am I gonna do different? I'll, um, I'll wear this, this sleeveless hoodie. Yeah, that'll work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I won't even zip it up. <laughs> I'll just wear a sleeveless hoodie and put the hood on. Okay, I look creepy now, right? Yeah, yeah, you look creepy, Randy. You, this works. Yeah, sure. Yeah, so it was uh, Bray and Randy versus Heath Slater and Rhino. They have a pretty fun match. Um, it was, it was, yeah, it was good. It was fun. Everything went well. Um, Rhino was Rhino. He gored the shit out of people. Uh Heath kicked some ass like I mentioned him doing at the pay-per-view because he can do that when he fucking wants to. And, um... Uh, there was a cool spot near the end where, uh... Uh... Let me see what happened exactly. I remember it. I'm trying to remember exactly how it went. Um... Orton tags Wyatt in. Slater punches him in the face. Wyatt turns around, clotheslines him. Wyatt sets up for the sister Abigail. But as he's holding him there, he just smiles and tags Orton in. And uh, Wyatt throws him into an RKO. And then, and then Orton covers him for the win. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, so they're still champs. It's pretty cool. Well, they're going to uh, keep it for a week, so... Yeah. Well, you never know. Randy is Randy. Well, yeah, you got. I'm still waiting for that other shoe to drop. Yeah, I'm still waiting for that RKO to come out of nowhere. Though it won't really be out of nowhere. Somebody will have seen it coming. Somebody will be like, I saw it coming! <laughs> I don't trust I'm that sure motherfucker. I... Yeah, <laughs> fucking Harper's gonna be like, gonna be like, I KNEW IT! <laughs> you son of a bitch! Poor Harper. <sighs> I don't trust that motherfucker. It's a mirror. I know. I don't trust that goddamn Yankee. Actually, uh... You know, it's kind of weird. I think... Most of Randy's family is from the South, but Randy isn't. He was born in the north. Yeah. Bob Orton is from down south. It's kind of weird, actually. I don't know how that happened. Got a whole family of southerners, and you're the one northerner. Uh, anyway, uh, moving on, we got uh, Baron... Co- well, okay, we're going to Callisto. Backstage interviewer talking to Kalisto, uh, asking him, "Hey, why do you want a fucking rematch, Bench Baron Corbin, dude? You're like fucking, uh, you're like a fucking manlet, okay? You're like a fucking uh, you're, dude. You're you're shorter than Alex. You're shorter than Alex. Alex yes. is like, okay, look, look, Alex, Alex the Southerner is like fucking five six, okay? And you're shorter than him. You're like five foot nothing. Okay, look." You need to fucking... You need to retire, okay? <laughs> you need to retire, at least. Baron Corbin is, like, fucking a million times taller than you. He will squash you. 
<laughs> That's sad. Like, seriously. You know what's funny, though? I made myself in the game. I made myself 5'8", because I know they embellish heights, even in the game. So I knew I was going to have to make myself taller than normal for it to work out right. And I found out how tall they embellished, like, they, how tall they made Kalisto. Uh, I made, since I made myself 5'8", I'm eye-to-eye with Kalisto in the game. They oh, made geez. Kalisto 5'8 in the game. He's, like, 5'2 in real life. So they gave him fucking, what, five extra inches? Yeah. Six extra inches, I mean? Good on Kalisto. <laughs> That's just a little bit much. I mean, I think they don't even bill him that much in real life. I think they say he's maybe 5'6". But, uh, okay. Anyway, they're like, uh, Kalisto, he says, Hey man, I feel like I've been in a car wreck. I feel like I've been in a car wreck after TLC. But you know what? I am a luchador. You know what a, you know what a little man like me has? A little luchador. We have an advantage. You know what they say? We have a speed you know what they say about speed? Speed kills. It kills, man. Just like cocaine. And I'm going to give... I'm going to give Baron Corbin a little dose of cocaine. Right from my native country. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh no, it's Donald Trump! Run away! <laughs> I came here legally. Leave me alone. That voice was really fun to do. <laughs> They're gonna have fun being Callista now on SmackDown. I have to, well, I'll probably forget that I did that voice next week. Uh, I don't even know how to what what kind of Mexican that was. That was like that was that was like a uh, Speedy Gonzalez or something. Like a really, really stereotypical Speedy Gonzalez. Uh, anyway, coming up next, Natalia with will take on Carmella. Carmella has accused Natalia of being the one to attack Nikki Bella at Survivor Series. Whoopee! Uh, Carmella makes her way to the ring and has something to say before Natalia waddles down to the ring. Um, she's like. Hey, so I'm from uh, Staten Island or something, right? Whatever. But, uh, so, uh, uh, look, I'm not the one that took on Nikki at Survivor Series. She, um, look, the real culprit was Natalia, and uh, I've been bragging nonstop. So, like, uh, Tanya Harden or something, look, uh, Nikki, look, I didn't beat your ass, okay? Look, Natalia, Spotlight, blah, 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 Total Bellas, whatever. Look, the thing is, glamorous, curvaceous, beautiful, blah, blah, who gives a shit? It wasn't me. I'm just, uh, you know what it is. It's Natalia because she's a crazy cat lady. Because she's going to beat your ass. Because she's fucking jealous and some crazy old bitch from Canada. And look, you need to go beat her ass. And just, go, okay, just listen to me. Okay, look, I'm, uh, look, look, I got connections. I'll get you some drugs and uh, it'll be fine. We can have like a powwow. We can have lesbian sex. It'll be like fucking a horse because that's what I look like. But uh, look, let's just. Look, just it's, it was Natalia. It was Natalia. Look, just go beat her up. 
Um, she's a deceiving con artist. She's jealous. She's envious. Uh, thank you very much. I'll be here Tuesday every week. My name is Carmela. I am a horse. Goodbye. And uh, then she has a match with Natalia. And Natalia comes out, and she's pissed, and she beats her up. And uh, I think she wins or something. I don't remember what happens, to be honest. I just remember some stuff happens. Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, Natalia chased her to the back. And, uh, she ran into Nikki back there, and Nikki just looks at her, and she's like, I guess she just sensed that she was right. She's like, wow, what a bitch, I can't believe you would attack me. <laughs> like, really? Oh my god, what a cunt. <sighs> Fuck you. And she walked off. So... There were no words said after that. Well, actually, there were no words to say with in general. That was just in her mind, I guess. And, uh, yeah, so that that's that's an ongoing story now. Um, later tonight, Alexa Bliss Championship Celebration. And uh, also an episode of Ms. TV with special guest Dean Ambrose. That'll be fun. And it was kind of. Uh... Then we get Baron Corbin is stopped by one of the many interviewers. Uh, so they're like, so hey, you know that uh, that uh, little Kalisto, he's uh, he's uh, he's he's fast. He's uh, he's uh, he, he says speed kills, right? You know he's gonna attack you, right? So uh, what what are you gonna do about that, Corbin? Okay, well look, look, I'm tall, I'm big. And I crush vanilla midgets. Just like my hero, Kevin Nash. But, unlike Kevin Nash, my quads are made of fucking adamantium. Okay? Except for that one time he tripped. <laughs> uh, they're, not, they're not gonna fucking explode into a million pieces. Just by sneezing. Anyway, look, he says he's fast, right? Well, you know you know what else is fast? A fucking mosquito. And eventually, I fucking kill mosquitoes, okay? They, they, they try to land on me, and then I fucking swat their ass, and they're fucking dead. That's what I'm going to do to Kalisto. I'm going to kill him. I'm going to swat his ass, and he's going to die. So fuck Kalisto. He's going to die. And then, so yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be later tonight. Uh, then we got the Ascension versus the Hype Brothers. I just gotta say one thing: the Ascension. Um, I don't know whether it was Connor or Victor. It was the fat one. It was the one with the short hair. He had the most dope face paint I have seen. It was it was combined with his uh, new contact lenses, which are the they're just the white contacts, kind of like Kane's old one, but he had two. He had some cool ass face paint with white contact lenses. It made him look like like a fucking voodoo dead guy. It was like fucking creepy and badass. He, I wouldn't have fucked with a guy like that. 
It's a shame. They, I was like, I was rooting for him. I was like, dude, I want to see more of that guy with the face paint. I was like, of course they lost to the fucking Hype Brothers. And I was like, I don't give a shit about the Hype Brothers. Push the Ascension, man. Push right? the guy with the face paint. Push the guy with the face paint. He's got some cool-ass face paint. I want to see more of that shit. And you know what's funny is the Ascension have, like, they've been doing that for a while now. I only see them, like, every now and then, but every time I see them, they change their face paint to something cooler. It's like they're trying to get noticed. So it's like, fuck yeah, push them, push them, because they got the cool face paint. <laughs> Fucking do it. So the Hype Brothers won in a match that nobody will ever remember, other than that you got to see some really fucking cool face paint. <laughs> They had a pro- they had a, some pre taped promos uh, you can see during their entrance where uh, uh, the Ascension said some not quite as ridiculous as their '80s promos they started doing when they first showed up, but uh, uh, the Ascension did say some kind of funny shit. They said, uh, "We are the things that go bump in the night. They are the comets out of the darkness." They will rise. The Hype Brothers, they will fall. We are the Ascension. Fuck those bitches. And, uh, yeah, that was good stuff. Um, (laughs) it was pretty fucking dope. Um, push Connor and Victor. Hashtag. Um, right. Ms. TV with special guest Dean Ambrose and Ms. was well okay they were both hitting out of the park but Ms. was healing it up um, Ms. makes his way to the ring with his incredibly gorgeous wife who is so much better looking than he is that's that you know what that that's part of why he's such a good heel he he looks I don't know if he is younger well you know what I it doesn't. I think what it is is Miz has a young-looking face. He's youthful-looking, and Maurice doesn't look old, but she looks mature. She looks. She looks like a. Uh, not old. That's not how I would describe it. She looks like a. Like established. Fucking, yeah, she looks. She looks like she knows how to fuck. <laughs> like she looks. <laughs> She looks like a mature, sexy woman, and Miz looks like a boy. So that's that's what I'm trying to say. So Miz looks like a boy coming down with a woman, and that's that's what. It, yeah. And so you see him, and you're like, man, what the fuck is he doing with that woman? Fuck this. Why is he getting? <laughs> But yeah, see, the, and and he used to brag about it before she became an on-screen character again. Remember, because like, because she was, you know, back in the day before when she was on TV before they were married, she was a wrestler, and then she disappeared for a while, and then and he got married to her, and he would mention it every now and then. He's like, "Yeah, I married Maurice. What what'd you do with your life lately, asshole?" And then, then now she's on TV again, and he's like, "Yeah, look at my wife." But uh, anyway. Uh, it's like he, he's like welcome to the most must see television show in history. Welcome to Ms. TV. I'm Ms. and I'm awesome. And uh, this is Maurice. She is the hottest chick in the world. Um, what? No, you deserve a chance. Well, uh, I do. 
deserve it, and if you don't agree with that, you can suck my dick. Um, uh, I have a great guest tonight, uh, but before I get to that, I just want to say Dolph Ziggler is the biggest piece of shit in the world because he will never win anything ever, and you know what, I don't even think he's here, so who gives a shit about him? He's permanently in my review mirror. Uh, we're now in the 21st day of the Miz Intercontinental Championship Reunion Tour. And if we're talking about the lows and highs, let's talk about the lows. Look no further than our first guest. He tried his hardest, but he came up short. It's D. Ambrose. Yeah. yeah. Fuck. It's hurting my throat being this happy. Um, <laughs> oh my god uh, So Ambrose makes his way to the ring he Takes a seat And uh He's like So what's up Ambrose How you doing How how angry are you at James Ellsworth When uh, uh, when your little protege Stabbed you in the back And cost you a world heavyweight championship I mean I, I guess he probably want to Tear his arms off And beat him to death with him And maybe shove him up his ass And then throw him into a river and then, and then shoot him out of a cannon into the sun, and uh, maybe more angry on, uh, more angry at him than anyone on planet Earth. And uh, Ambrose just said, "Actually, I- I'm not angry. Uh, I- I'm not angry at all. I'm just surprised. I'm surprised that uh, a guy that you know, I-, I met him at like a minimum wage job. That I'm just kind of surprised that some little mutant like him had the guts." to do something like, and then Miz cuts him off and he's like uh, you know you're right because I you know I've seen you angry and and uh, and uh, you don't look very angry and uh, you know I, I think it's because you were manipulated you were manipulated for his own agenda I think I think you should be angry you should be angry that your little puppet came off its strings and started thinking for itself and and it, instead of you fucking it, it fucked your ass. You got fucked, Ambrose. You didn't do the fucking. You got fucked. And then Ambrose gets mad and he's like, Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm the one who does the fucking around here. And, uh, and then Miz is like, Ah, see, see, I knew that would get you. You don't like getting fucked. And then, and then Maurice is like, there's a whole lot of fucking going on in here. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, man. Um, uh, so are you really surprised that, that James Ellsworth would finally grow a brain of his own and decide to do something for himself and stab you in the back and, and, uh, you know what? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You know what? You tried, Ambrose. You tried, and because of that, I'm handing you a reward because I want you. I want you to have this. I, I don't want you to go away from TLC empty-handed. I'm handing you the very first ever Ms. Participation Award. Aww. And the crowd actually chants, "You deserve it." A little bit. <laughs> There's a, there's a, there's a, there's not a very loud, but the crowd tries to start a you deserve a chant. I thought that was fucking hilarious. I would like to thank Texas for trying to start a you deserve a chant. <laughs> um, and Miz says, 
uh, on the mic uh, to the crowd, Ambrose may not have won, but he tried. <laughs> and it's like, fucking Miz, god damn it. He is the fucking best heel. And, uh, and then Ambrose is starting to lose it, and he's like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> and he's just fucking losing it, and he's just like, you know, I, you know what, I, I think it would be fun. I think it would be, I think it'd be fun to try to see if I can shove this entire thing up your ass, down your throat. Oh shit! For fucking, I would just like to try to beat you until all the blood from your body is on the floor. Son of a bitch! And then Daniel Bryan's music hits, and the crowd pops because, goddamn it, Daniel Bryan remains the most over person in this fucking company. And uh, he comes out, and uh, and uh, Bryan's like, "I see that look in your eyes, uh, Dean, and I, I can't let you attack the Miz, though. Not like this. I'll do you one better, though. Tonight, the SmackDown main event." Uh, it's gonna be Miz defending the Intercontinental Championship against Dean Ambrose, and the Miz is like mother fuck, and then the crowd starts chanting yes, 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 and uh, the uh, blah. Brian's like I guess that means the crowd likes it. And considering I'm, like, the greatest general manager of all time and the greatest wrestler of all time, thank you very much. I'm going to the back to possibly get high and uh, look at nude pictures of Brie that she sent me on my cell phone. Uh, Woohoo. Yeah. Coming up next, Baron Corbin will face Kalisto. Uh... Baron Corbin showed me that he is fast as fuck for a guy his size. This was a very short match. But Kalisto ran out of the ring. Baron Corbin chased his ass. <laughs> he wasn't having any of that shit. Baron Corbin fucking jumped out of the ring. Fucking chased him. Ran back in the ring. Fucking chased him down. And shoulder blocked him. It was, it was fucking great. <laughs> it was just... Fucking oh man! It was it, nothing really happened in this match, but uh, it was it was just it was short and it consisted of Baron Corbin saying no <laughs> to Kalisto, and uh, Kalisto tried to do one of those fancy uh, tilt a whirl uh, moves where he like he tried to do he tried to do like a head scissor DDT, and then and then he went. He went to, to, like, he did, like, a, he did a moonsault, and then he, and then he landed on him, he started doing the fancy twirling shit where he twirls around him, and then, as he was doing the twirl, he turned it into end of days, and into oh, the match. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, he twirled into an end of days. And then Baron Corman just stood up and was like, yeah, what? <laughs> It was fucking great. Oh yeah, there was some weird shit 
backstage with Nikki Bella and Sophia Grace, some YouTube chick, I guess. I didn't know who she was until this thing told me who she was. Some It was some little kid. Like, walks up to her and talks about how fucking excited she is for her new single coming out. Nikki hugs her and high-fives her and... She's going to be in a music video or something. Whatever. Uh, I didn't know who she was, but apparently she's from YouTube. Whatever. Uh... Tyler Breeze with Fondango versus Chad Gable with Jason Jordan. Uh, Tyler Breeze and Fondango are still the fucking... <laughs> the fashion police. <laughs> I thought they were only doing that for one night. They're running with it. Um, they pulled over American Alpha earlier in the mi- or earlier in the night for their fashion choices. And, uh... Uh... Yeah, they. I, I don't remember the details of this, but uh, that was funny. And uh, they just—they were just throwing tickets in their face. And uh, and uh, American Alpha insulted Tyler Breeze and said, "You're gonna you're gonna talk shit about our fashion choices with that bad dye job of yours." And then Tyler Breeze fucking loses it, and he's like, "You're saying this hair isn't it?" it wh- Excuse me? This is all natural! And he just fucking flips out and tries to go insane on them, and, and, and Fondango has to hold him back. He's like, Stay back, man! Stay back! It's alright! We'll take him on later. It's all cool, man. It's good. <laughs> that sounds it's, just like him, too. It's fine, dude. It's cool. We'll just we'll take him on in the ring, bro. And, uh. Yeah. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, of course, they, they do lose to American Alpha. What the fuck do you expect? But, yeah, it was just... I, <laughs> these guys... These guys are fucking hilarious. It's it's a sh- I mean, I, I don't... It's a shame that they're jobbers, but what the fuck are they going to be other than jobbers? Right. Oh, my God. Uh, um... Alexa Bliss Championship Celebration. So she's new uh, women's SmackDown WWE Champion. Uh, so she poses on the turnbuckle. And she's like, Yo, ding dong, the witch's champ, bitch. Yeah. So she said, uh, she's like, uh, TLC, I prove the happy endings don't exist. So she says, uh, I heard that Becky Lynch called me a word that rhymes with witch. And then she actually just straight up says, well, this little bitch now runs the whole SmackDown women's division. It's like, that's twice I've heard the man actually just straight up say bitch in the past two weeks. It's like, where are they going with this? Uh, then Becky Lynch's music hits, and she, like, fucking storms down to the ring. She tells the technicians to turn the fucking music off. And, uh, or in her language, she's like, I told you who I called to a musical! I told you called to goodbye! And she's like, Excuse me, no losers allowed, bitch! So get your fucking redhead ass out of here, dumb bitch. God damn it. They fucking told you not to come. And, uh, 
like, look, I may not have gotten the fucking line down on the fucking soil, boy. You can't do this stuff. Self is petty. Why your girl can see the lady smart down north? One thing, you get the talk. We had some fucking story. We had some fucking. Get it locked down, mate. You dummy, dummy. You don't have You don't have a fucking dummy. Oh, shit. <laughs> You're not a fan of Becky Lynch, are you? No, I like her. I just can't do her voice. <laughs> so I'm just... I just decided to make her unintelligible. Because I think it's funny. Sounds like she has a dick in her mouth. She probably does. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, I, I like Becky Lynch a lot, actually. I think she's... I think she's the unsung one of the four. The four uh, horsewomen. That sounds. That is the most unflattering name, right? Horsemen sounds badass. Horsewomen. That sounds fucking awful. You call. I. I think if you called a a woman a horsewoman, she would slap you across the face. And be like, "What the fuck, did you just call me?" Probably. Anyway, uh, after that whole thing where she basically just said, she basically she said she wanted a fucking rematch, and she's like, it's gonna, it, your, your little celebration begins and ends with my fucking rematch, whenever the hell that is, um, something, it's not now, uh, and Bliss said, she acted like she was gonna get it, she threw her coat off, and she's like, nah, just kidding, bitch, we're gonna do it sometime, eventually, maybe, fuck off. Uh, Dean Ambrose versus The Miz with Maurice Intercontinental Championship match um, long story short James Ellsworth comes out because Maurice was fucking over uh, Dean here and cheating James Ellsworth being that he is a good guy still and I guess he feels a little bad finally seeing the error of his ways He's trying to help Dean out, and he comes out to try to tell the ref, Hey, Maurice is being a dumbass, or a bitch, rather. I'm the dumbass. Uh, she's being a bitch and interfering. And because of this, um, this interference, uh, the ref is busy talking to James Ellsworth. Dean sees this, and Dean is like, Hey, what the fuck are you doing here? I'm fucking not happy with you. And Miz takes advantage of this, gives him the, uh, whatever, the skull-crushing finale, and pins him. It's like, oh, so... And you should have seen James Ellsworth haul ass out of the ring, or out of the, the area after that. He was like, oh, I done fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> he's like that's probably the first time I think he, I've seen him run away in fear other than from Strowman he's like oh shit there was no there was no um cause usually when he fucks up he's all sad and tries to rectify it and he's like oh I fucked up I'm running away <laughs> I don't want to be here anymore but uh 
I'm actually surprised that only one skull-crushing finale... I mean, I guess it makes sense in the context of, you know... Because, it, like, in, I guess in the wrestling sense, that makes sense. But that makes Miz's finisher look really hardcore, that it right? took out fucking Dean Ambrose with only one of them. I mean, this is the guy that that was, cha- like, the actual champion of the company not that long ago. And is considered, you know... He beat... This guy beat John Cena clean a few months ago on SmackDown and constantly goes toe-to-toe with AJ Styles, who is the champion, and Miz just beat him. So, that's actually pretty cool. Even if it was from a distraction. I think we're just going to get a break, isn't I mean, uh, if it was, like, I want to say if it was from Roman Reigns, Roman Reigns would have kicked out. And you know, I, I hate to say that because I try to defend Roman Reigns because I think he gets an unnecessary amount of shit. Right. But uh, but Roman Reigns would have kicked out <laughs> even from a distraction. He would have been like, nope, I'm good. He probably would have kicked out of three more. Probably, <laughs> he is Roman Reigns, so... Anyway, that was the end of SmackDown. Alright, well, it sounds like a fun show. Didn't really answer the Ellsworth thing, but, you know. Uh, Ellsworth uh, is a dumbass. That is the answer. Ellsworth Ellsworth is the new Eugene. That's going to do all for this week's episode of You Know That Don't Forget to Like, Subscribe, Share, and comment on what you think of TLC and Monday Night Raw, SmackDown. It's tomorrow, I'm punching a window. I'm gonna punch a window. It's a new day, I'm gonna fucking break the record. Or else it'd be a hell of a great birthday gift if Demolition came down and beat the fuck out of them and took their record back, because that'd be fucking amazing, but, you know, I can't get what I want. We'll see you all next week. Good night, everybody. See ya.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.